Hey guys, welcome to the Spruce Home Show, your no BS podcast that tackles what it looks like to design, build, and renovate. We're your hosts, Brad and Caitlin Blair. Welcome to the show. Tuesday and welcome back you guys to this week's edition of the Spruce Homes podcast. You've got Brad and I with you today. We had a really exciting client handover just this morning. So we're all kind of on cloud nine when clients are just as excited as our clients were today. It just really makes your entire day really awesome. So I actually am getting really excited for something upcoming, which will actually be happening when this podcast airs. What do you think it is, Brad? <laughs> Caitlin's going down to Waco, Texas <laughs> to Magnolia. Is it, what's the area called? Just Magnolia. I think, market? well. The Magnolia Market? The Magnolia Market, yeah. yeah. So my parents are taking me for my birthday, which is December 1st. So I don't know when this one's going to air. On the 30th. Okay, so yeah. right before my birthday. So we're going to Waco, Texas to do the whole Magnolia thing. My mom and dad, they've gone before, but I've never gone. And as you can imagine, I've been dying to go since the whole thing came into fruition. Fruition, yeah. So we're going to spend just a couple days there, and then I'll be back here in Canada. I looked at the weather, and Texas is looking really warm. Oh, you have? Uh -huh. But then I actually looked at the weather for here while I'm away, too, and it's not that bad. <laughs> Well, so makes me happy because I'm going to be back here. Yeah. So Brad, we're going home for American Thanksgiving and Brad's going to fly back with the kids by himself and I'm going to head to Texas with my mom and dad. So we're both kind of going separate ways. This is my first trip away from both kids ever and Brad's first <laughs> time alone with both kids ever. <laughs> so new things for both of us. Yeah. We'll see how she goes. Yeah. We haven't even talked about this. What are you like the most excited about for Magnolia? Um, that's a good question. I think just to see how they've kind of taken over the town in general. I know most people would probably be the most excited to go and see the market and whatnot, but I want to spend some time driving around Waco in general and just looking at some of the exteriors of the houses that they built. I believe they're doing a development in Waco and I'd like to go walk oh, yeah. around that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Jealous. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're up to, but I don't want to ramble on about that forever. So let's jump into today's topic. We'll do an update when you get back. Yeah. I, oh, side note, I'm packing a suitcase inside of my suitcase. I haven't even told Brad this to take down with me. So then I only have to pay the check bag fee one time. Um, because in, in anticipation of coming back with lots of souvenirs. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Not shocked. <laughs> Sorry, today's topic. Yes, today's topic. A uh, little bit controverse, controversial. <laughs> every, Struggling. I know, every episode I can't pronounce something. I wouldn't say it's controversial. It's it's awkward maybe for us to talk about. I think it'll be fine when we get into it, but what's the topic? Um, the topic is why your builder should be profitable. Ooh. Boop, 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 boop. So I'm curious if our clients are listening to this. For sure they will be. Some of them. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So let's get at her. Okay. So the reality is, is that every business in the world needs to turn a profit in order to stay in business, right? Um, if there's longevity that's going to happen, money has to be turned over and money needs to be made. And um, 
What did you say the def? We were looking up the definition of profitability before we started. I looked this. up the definition, and Brad goes, "I already knew that." <laughs> That's what Ray always <laughs> says too. I already knew that. Um. Okay, so it says profitability is a measurement of efficiency, and ultimately, it's success or failure. Yeah. So what our responsibility is is that if we're expected to make money, then we have to add value to the process that we we are doing or the product that we're making. So our process has to add value to the houses that we're building. Um, we are responsible to give design assistance and do- design help. We're responsible to build a, a quality house. And if if we don't do that, then we don't deserve to make any money. But if, no, exactly. if, if we are adding that value, that's where the opportunity for profitability comes. Um, and that's no different than the the job that you as listeners you work for companies that also are required to turn a profit. Otherwise, uh, none of us in this world have jobs. Yeah, otherwise you're unemployed. <laughs> totally. So, but what we really wanted to talk about today is keeping in mind that the reason that we started this podcast was to try and share with everyone um, from different angles what to expect from the experience side when when you're building a house or doing a significant renovation. So that's really what we wanted to, the angle we wanted to come at this from is why is it important for your builder to be profitable so that you can get that right experience? I also think that there's a stigma in our society, we'll call it, based around the construction industry, whether that's home builders or contractors or whatnot, that they're going to screw you over and take all your money and not do the job that you paid them to do. And like you and I have talked about, there's good apples and there's bad apples in every industry. It doesn't matter if you're in agriculture or if you're in furniture or if you're in construction, there's good businesses to work with. And there's ones that have a reputation for a reason, or maybe they do something slimy, but they're obviously not going to be around for, for a while or, our city small enough that word of mouth travels quite quickly. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. It's no different than than the news in today's day and age, right? Like you, if you watch the news, it seems like our world's going to hell in a handbasket. But if you turn the news off, the reality is the world is still spinning. Life is going to be fine. It's just all the negativity always rises to the top, mm-hmm. and it's no different. There's on the news you'll see contractors that for example, take a deposit and then never show up. They're just like steal money. Well, those are the stories that spread, but that's just not most people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the anomaly. So, um, so I think one of the things that we wanted to talk about is we just wanted to chat through, like we said, why, why profitability is important to give you the client, the experience that you deserve. Um, and there's a few aspects to that. The first thing that we talked about was, was warranty. Which is huge. Which is huge. Um, when you're building a new house, your builder is going to come back after you move in. There's just, it's so complex. There's so many things that go into building a house that to think that you're going to move in and it's going to be 100% absolutely perfect forever is not a realistic expectation. Um, they should be small. It should be minor, but in order, once you move in, there's going to be things that you will likely notice. And even if, even if the house is perfect after a year or so, when, when settling happens, there's going to be some imperfections that show there that the builder should come back and, and touch up for you at that point in time. So that's one thing to think about. 
you you want your builder to be around for a while. You want to be able to call your builder back in a year or in three months or in three years. Which means they need to be profitable. Which means they need to be profitable. Otherwise, they're not going to be around. Um, so they, the other aspect to that is if they are profitable, they're going to be a lot more like willing, honestly, to come back and mm-hmm. maybe fix up some things that aren't even their responsibility technically. And those are the types of things that you want. Those are the types of service things that you want um, from a service aspect after you move in. Even if technically speaking, something's not their responsibility, if it's minor, you want your builder to just come and and have had that relationship with you of working with you over a year's time frame or more and and just saying like, yeah, we're just going to touch that up and and not even really say Yeah, you don't want to get into a nitpick war with each other no you want them to come and fix what needs to be fixed yeah which really comes into that or like relationship aspect is like we said we you're going to work with them for like i said a year more than a year sometimes a little bit less than a year but it's significant amount of time and within that time frame there's a lot of hours spent um so there's a relationship that's built and you want that relationship to be solid and it's maybe a little weird to say, but human nature is human nature. And if they're essentially working on your project, which is significant, this is big, right? Like you're building a house. This is not a small endeavor. You're not building a little uh, widget that you're selling for $3 on Amazon. Like it's significant. It's significant to the builder and it's significant to you as, as the homeowner. And so you don't want there to be this like underlying, I don't know what the word is. A grudge is not the right word, but like stickiness almost that if they're not being profitable, the builder gets this feeling under their skin that they're working on this so hard and so diligently on this project for so long, basically for free. And then still having to go back and fix stuff. Yeah, exactly. So there's potential for that. poking the bear. Yeah. So there's potential that it just could end poorly or sour or, or it just ends up, you don't get the service in the end that you expect. Or Um, somehow maybe the builder gets out of having to fix any of the warranty issues and you don't realize it. But the reason that they got out of it is because they weren't profitable. So they found reasons to not fix those items. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just want, you just want that relationship to stay intact. So, so you should be rooting for them, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. The next thing that we talked about in terms of reasons that you, like I said, want to root for your builder is from a, from a quality aspect. And this, we can take this a few different ways and we'll just touch on a couple of them. The first is time and the time commitments that are needed all the way throughout the process to make sure that you do get the experience that, that you're expecting throughout the entire build process. So like, Caitlin, talk, how many hours do we spend typically from beginning to end just strictly from a design aspect? I actually did the math on this the other day and I was actually a bit surprised even at how many it was. I believe we are at about 125 hours for strictly design. Right, exactly. So it takes, and that's everything from um, going to the cabinet shop to spending time and hours in our office to to searching through furniture selection and light fixtures and plumbing fixtures and styling in the house at the end of the build. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess floor plans at the beginning would tie into that a little bit. That's 
all just a process and it takes way more time. Like I'm curious what people think when they hear that number 125 hours it's a lot of that's just for design well even when we went over that i'm like oh my gosh if someone built a house with either themselves or without a company that provided interior design that's 125 hours that they're doing on top of their normal job Mm -hmm. or more because they don't have like the tips and tricks that a designer would have exactly and templates like obviously we're using templates for yeah for jobs um that get edited for each job but we have a we're not starting from zero every single time Mm -hmm. so that's just one example of it other examples are are just the project management side of it i honestly i don't even every job is so different so it's hard to know for sure but it's a lot it's a lot of management hours and so when when the profitability is not there those types of services or the the time spent on everything just naturally decreases either because builders can't pay staff or can't pay their staff as much or have to go part-time and and all of those types of services and time commitments reduce. Mm-hmm. And that in turn affects the experience that clients end up getting. Um, so their expectations and the experience they end up with don't match. Yeah. Um, the other thing from a quality standpoint is the the builder's ability to pay subtrades properly. So one of the things that we've always tried to do is we do check runs a little insight into our business, I guess. We do check runs every two weeks. And so our goal has always since we started to pay subcontractors faster than what the industry norm is. And the industry norm, I would say, is no different than any other. Is is typically 30, 30 days. days. But there's definitely some stories out there where that gets extended pretty significantly. Um, and that was that's one of the things that we've always put pride in is is trying to be good to our sub trades so that they will be good back to us over time. I mean, now and over time. As a home builder, you rely heavily on your sub trades. And the reason that that is so important from clients' perspectives is because those sub trades do not know you as a client. They don't have the relationship with you. The builder has the relationship. They know your house number. They know your house (laughs) number and they know your floor plans and they know the selections that pertain to them. (laughs) Like, yeah, um, they know Spruce Homes. Yes, exactly. The person at the end. So, so you as the homeowner, you don't have that relationship with them. So you're, um, you're banking on your builder to maintain that good relationship because they're the ones who are doing the work on your house. Yeah. They're the ones who are running the plumbing lines. They're the ones who are doing the electrical. They're the ones that are doing the paint. And same thing, if you're, the relationship goes down the line. So if the builder has a good relationship with sub trades, let's just take painting, for example, and there's some like really nitpicking things that want touched up towards the end. Well, if the painter and the builder have a good relationship, the painter's not going to have any issues coming in fixing up some of those nitpicky touch-ups even if maybe it's beyond scope if they don't have that relationship the painter is going to tell them to kick rocks Mm -hmm. and that's going to affect you as the as the homeowner um, which just comes like full circle yep um what else did we talk about caitlin we talked about so we talked about warranty we talked about service we talked about quality just the general relationship the last thing that we talked about was a little bit outside of this conversation, but community involvement. Mm-hmm, which is one probably most people wouldn't think of. 
Yeah. And I mean, I think the reality, and most people understand this, is that small business is like the, it's the lifeblood of your community. Lots of times, if you're going to build like a new park or uh, ice rink or something like that, you get fundraising funds from the bigger guys, the bigger guys, the BHPs and the nutrients and things Mm -hmm. like that. But when you go door to door selling chocolates or you're asking if your kids hockey team is selling calendars as fundraisers and you're looking for sponsorship ads to go in calendars to raise money for whatever bus rides to provincial hockey games or something like that. It's small businesses that make those things run. It's not, it's not big business. And the reality is that every small business that I know wants to be involved with their community, want to give back. Um, whether that's time or money. But in order to actually do that giving back, there needs to be money there. <laughs> money at, at the bottom line to give back. So I think it's this like full circle. Um, and it's something that I've seen and paid attention to the last couple years. I grew up in a small town, so I was always around this, but it didn't really, it just came natural to me and it didn't clue in. You always see the buy local stuff. And for a home builder, it's kind of less relevant because, well, of course, you're going to buy local from a builder. You're not, if you're building in Saskatoon, you're not going to wherever, Magnolia Homes <laughs> to, to get <laughs> Fly them, them here to, yeah, build your to build your home. But the one thing that I noticed or I realized, I saw it online, is that um, I can't remember what the saying was, but it was basically the idea of if you're not going to buy local, if, if you're going to go on Amazon to buy everything, for example, then don't go to those small businesses when your kid's hockey team needs, needs money. Like, don't do that. Totally Get those okay. o- out of your own pocket if that's the case. So that's just the point to me is is that small business want to be involved in, in your community, um, but there does have to be money in the coffers to allow for that. Mm-hmm. So. so bottom line, these were the the things we came up with for reasons why we think your builder should be profitable, whether that's us or if you're working with somebody else, these are all really important things to keep in mind um, because they all pertain to you as the client. Yeah. And I'm, this, I hope this didn't come across as like a selfish episode because it wasn't. I know it's called the Spruce Home Show, but we really are, we are under, under the understanding that not everyone's going to come and build with us, obviously. Oh yeah. And these, this should be, this should be apply to everyone. This should apply to every builder, whether they're in Saskatoon, whether they're in Calgary, Winnipeg, St. Louis, I don't care. Um, the same principles apply regardless of where that is. And I think it's just having a better understanding of, of realizing, and th- these are, this is not rocket science stuff, obviously. Um, but it's just something to think about as you're working and pricing things with builders, whether it's a build or a renovation. Yep. So we want to thank you guys for listening as always like share, subscribe. It means the world to us. We are pretty pumped for the next, we'll call it season of podcast episodes that we'll be releasing. Yeah, they're going to be cool. We are doing a Christmas theme. So I'll give you guys just a little sneak peek as some of the topics that we're going to be talking about. We are going to be doing decorating ideas on one podcast, holiday baking ideas with a very special guest that I think some of you may know. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, Brad and I have childhood stories and memories from Christmas um, and just some really cool cool things we're going to touch on so i don't think you're going to want to miss it and we've got a new little jingle we'll be playing oh, yeah. 
for the holiday theme. Yeah. So have a good rest of your day, you guys, and we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys.